Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful. May the peace and blessings of Allah be with all of you. I hope that everyone's doing well. As I mentioned in the group, I want to be extremely practical in this recording and focus on some target setting and focus on some vision generation. Doesn't that sound fancy um, for the future, for the forthcoming year, for the forthcoming five years, etc., etc.? Okay, because I believe, and I've been having a number of discussions recently where this has become increasingly evident to me which is that purpose and a direction, a target, is extremely important, in fact, fundamental to a person's energy levels in one way, that we have to understand that each of us has been afforded this divine mission. Allah Almighty has created us with a a purpose, with a reason for our existence. At the foundational level, that purpose, that objective is the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which necessitates becoming everything that we can be, utilizing the gifts and the blessings that he has afforded us in order to make or to create the greatest level of value, the greatest level of benefit for creation, for not only the human beings, not only our fellow species, but also the entirety of existence. And I have previously connected that to the word khalifa, or khulafa that Allah Almighty uses in the Holy Quran to describe the human race, the human beings, that we are uh, custodians of existence. We are um, here to benefit, to bring value, to serve creation, meaning one another. We're here to serve one another. We're here to bring out the best in each other, but also to preserve and to protect the universe as a whole. And so purpose, I believe, sincerely, is absolutely fundamental to a human being's life. Okay. Now, we have to consider what purpose means in our own context, in our own circumstances, because nobody can dictate to you what your purpose is, what your divinely um, inspired mission is, what Allah Almighty created you for. What does it mean for you to flourish? What does it mean for you to come to fruition? What does it mean for you to utilize all of the unique gifts, perspectives, outlooks, abilities that you have in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Nobody can tell you that. But there are some processes that we can go through in order to evaluate and to question and to think and to generate some ideas about how we can best bring value to the universe as an articulation of our gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then how we can go about attempting to bring those to fruition knowing that within the context of the fact that as we've spoken about for many weeks that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will only give us that which is in our interests and so our measure of success is not whether or not we actually achieve our objectives or our targets but rather that we have endeavored that we have struggled that we have strived in the way of Allah in order to try to bring them about because he will create that which he knows to be best so in this process the the qualifying statement at the very beginning is that we are not measuring our success by whether or not we can bring these things to be to bear okay Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us that which is good for us our responsibility is to struggle to the extent that we can to make the best out of our own corner of the universe as it were you have been given particular circumstances and situations you've been given experiences so that you can bring them to bear on the universe so that you can add value to the lives of others by means of them that means that when you look at your friend or you look at your sister or you look at your uncle or you look at that guy on the tv you're not comparing yourself to her or to him you understand because they have a different set of context their context is entirely different they have a different set of circumstances they're from a different place they see the world differently they understand different things they have different levels of ability and therefore you are not striving to become like him or her instead you are striving to utilize the gifts that are available to you to the very best of your ability remember when I said reaching out as far as you can in front of you okay So that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to maximize your own potential. 
And in the past, when I've spoken about these things with different members of the group, I've, I've identified four areas in life that we need to have targets for, or at the very least, we need to have consciousness of. Okay, we need to be conscious of these four different areas that exist in our lives. And I think that when you hear them, you might be surprised or you might think that there is something quite obvious which has been omitted. But the first area that I want you to think about is your physical health. Okay, now that's why we've been focusing upon doing some physical activity, difficult inside the house when we're locked down, but still still possible, still possible. If you're allowed out of the house, you can go for a walk, you can go for a run, you can do these high intensity workouts at home, or you can do a low intensity workout at home if that's more appropriate. Okay, physical health, we have to consider this. Now, I am very fortunate to have organized a... Uh, an interview with Dr. Mazin Atasi. I know that some of you are familiar with his work. He's a, a naturopathic doctor. And so we're going to have a discussion towards the end of this week um, about um, food in particular, about nutrition, about what is what we should be taking into our body, the type of food that we will be eating. Those of you who decide to continue into the next month, um, there will be during the month of Ramadan a real focus on the type of food that we are eating because I think that this is fundamental. The idea that food is medicine, Okay, food is medicine. The, the food that you eat will dictate not only your physical health, but also will have a profound impact upon your mental health. And we're attempting to move beyond the idea of halal towards the idea of halal wa tayyib, both of them. Meaning that, of course, our food has to be slaughtered in a halal manner, but we also have to focus upon the tayyib aspect, the khair of it, the good of it, the fact that it is good quality and it is nutritious for our bodies. Okay, now, physical health is fundamental to the path. Okay, if we're unwell or if we're uncomfortable in our body, we suffer from dis-ease. Okay, and an unease in the physical body is disease. Okay, so we want to try to avoid these things. It doesn't matter how far down the road we are. It doesn't matter at what stage of life we are. It makes no difference. We have acted up until this point in accordance with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed to us and what he knew to be the best course of events. If we haven't looked after our body all the way through our lives, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter now. There's nothing that can be done about it. What can be done about it is what we do from today. And so in the next month, we're going to have an even more intensive focus upon the food that we eat. We're going to try and share some information about that as I learn myself from Dr. Mazin and from other sources, we can share that information to try and improve that element, that aspect of our lives. But what I want you to do at this point is to establish some kind of target. Okay, we could have been, should have been, could have been, may have been, I don't know, doing this at the beginning of the month. Okay, we should have established some kind of physical physical activity that we would like to incorporate into our lives, even if it's something very slight, even if it's something that you think, oh, what's the point? No, one minute of physical activity is better than no minutes of physical activity. But two minutes is better than one minute. And 10 minutes is better than two minutes, etc., etc. You understand? So if all that you can do is something very small, then I want you to introduce that. And if that means that all you say is, I'm going to walk up my stairs three times today. And if you don't have stairs, I'm going to move, walk from one side of the room to the other side of the room six times. At least that's something. That's a beginning. Okay, that's 1%. So we're gradually trying to incrementally improve um, our physical health. I want you to take that very seriously, ladies and gentlemen. That's, that's absolutely fundamental because a lot of these... Um, mental problems, these challenges that we have, psychological problems, I should say, not mental apologies, all of these emanate sometimes from poor physical health. Okay, the more that we move, the more that we um, work out, the more that we um, are physically active, this begins to have a positive impact upon our physical health, which will then impact upon our outlook as well. So please do take that very seriously. Okay, the next 
area that I want you to look at is relationships. Okay, relationships with your spouse, relationships with your children, relationships with your parents, relationship with your friends, with your um, companions, with your close um, relatives, with your loved ones, whoever they may be. And of course, I appreciate that the different people in this group are at different stages in their lives, and so their relationships will be different. But developing relationships is extremely important. I don't know if you saw the um, Instagram post that I put up yesterday, which was about community and the importance of community. Okay, catching the vibe of your tribe, as they these cool young people say, lol. But what I think is important is to have a supportive community around you. Okay, and this is not um, the the random musings of Yusuf. This is from the Holy Prophet, may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, who said that you are upon the religion of your Khalil. You are upon the the Deen. Let's say we don't want to say religion; we want to say outlook, perspective, way of life. Okay, you are upon the way of life of your Khalil, of your intimate friend. So those whom you spend time in the company of are inevitably going to impact upon the way that you engage with the world, the way that you perceive things. The voices that you hear all the time in your ears are going to shape your prism, the window of perception that you look through onto the world. So you have to be careful when you get to select who you spend time in the company of, spend time in the company of those who empower you. Okay, spend time in the company of those who inspire you. And in this day and age, by means of this incredible technology that we have at our fingertips, you can find people online. You can listen to the lectures, to the to the discourses, to the reflections of people that you respect and look up to. Okay, so keep that vo- those voices in your ears, even if you find yourself sometimes in a toxic environment. Maybe there's challenges at home. Maybe there's challenges within the family, etc. Maybe the workplace is not the most conducive of places for for excellence. That can be the case often. You have to first and foremost select very carefully who you're spending your time in the company of. And then you have to really nourish the relationships that you have. Okay, especially um, those who are married, especially those who have children, especially those who are close to parents. Okay, you have to nourish those relationships, which means what? Which means that you act in the interests of those whom you come into the company of especially as parents, especially as husband and wife, do you genuinely, wholeheartedly, sincerely act in the interests of the other? Do you really want your spouse? Do you really want your child? Do you really want your parents to grow and to become everything that they can be? This is a matter of intent and it's something that Sheikh Ibrahim speaks about all the time. And I know that sometimes family counsellors and coaches, family coaches, marriage coaches, etc. speak about particular practices that people can engage in. They give you suggestions. Why don't you try this? Why don't you try this? Sheikh Ibrahim focuses upon intent. You don't need to know practices. You don't need to be given ideas about how to act if in your heart there is very deep love for your spouse, very deep love for your children and love for your parents. And this goes beyond me saying, yeah, 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 I love you, I love you, I love you. What this means is deep down inside when you speak when you act when you engage when you advise are you doing it from love are you doing it from a place of genuine concern for the well-being of the other and if you are then your relationships will flourish because you can feel that right you know when someone really wants you to grow really wants has your self interest has your interest in their heart And that's what you have to focus upon. If you want to set yourself targets for relationships, never focus upon the other person at this point. Never say she or he has to be like this. You know, I'll try and change them to see things the way that I see it. No, you change the way that you see the world. Change the way that you perceive your experiences. Know that, especially in the case of marriage, and in fact, in the case of every relationship, 
but particularly in the case of marriage, you and your spouse, you and your companion, your friend, whoever it is, have been selected from pre-eternity by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and placed into a relationship with one another. Because there is something in both of you that has the capacity to unlock the greatness in the other person. Do you understand that? We have to move away from the idea of arbitrary union. Oh, this shouldn't have happened. Oh, I married the wrong person, da, da, da. When people say things like that, we just fundamentally don't understand the nature of existence. Allah Almighty created you for one another. You understand? And there is something inside of you, inside of each person, that is there in order to be unlocked, to open up the greatness that exists inside of another. And that does not mean that sometimes marriages don't fail and there are abusive relationships, etc., which of course we have to acknowledge. And that, that comes under a slightly separate category. But in every relationship, there is something that needs to be learnt from the other. And what you have to do is you have to open yourself up to learning that thing. You have to change and tra transform your intent so that you exist in order to bring the best out of everybody around you. And then you will see that you have the capacity to open people's hearts. You're not speaking to people from a position of moralizing judgmentalism. It's a great phrase, isn't it? You're not going to say, oh, why are you not doing this? Oh, you're not, you're not good enough, da, 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 da. Not good. Not good for anyone. Who likes to be told that they're not good enough? Who likes that? No one. So your relationship goal, it sounds like a, an Instagram post, relationship goals, your relationship goal is to focus upon genuinely, wholeheartedly caring for the well-being and the growth of the other. And that can be very hard when there's negativity in relationships and there's a whole history, a whole narrative behind these relationships. But I told you at the very beginning that the path is not a joke, is it? It's really, really hard. It's really challenging. So you have to be prepared to engage in that and try to do that inner work. And if you can transform that, then that is the removal of toxicity from relationships, which is you genuinely want the best for the other person. When you shift your intent, then you will, you will witness miracles around you. Genuinely, you will. Okay, the next section, uh, I'm going to put two together. I said four originally, I'm going to put these two together, although I accept that they can be separate. Okay, and they are career and finance. Okay, career and finance. We should not be, um, we should not have our head in the clouds and pretend that there are no consequences to financial instability or not um, pursuing financial stability to the extent that it's possible in your circumstances okay we, we, we can't deny the fact that equilibrium and balance combines the esoteric and the exoteric that which is inside and that which is outside we need to engage with the world in a way that that fulfills our needs and enables us to to gain some level of financial security to the extent that it's possible does that mean that we all need to pursue millions and millions and millions of dollars at the expense of everything else of course it doesn't no that's not what it means and that may well be harmful for the person but is it wrong for a person to pursue success financial success certainly not no, as long as the intention is correct and this is done as an articulation of gratitude to Allah Almighty and it is done within the means that Allah Almighty has made permissible to us, then most certainly it is not something to be shied away from, especially when by generating that wealth, by generating that financial wealth, I'm being explicit here. I'm not saying, you know, like the wealth of knowledge and things like that, which is also very important. But here I'm talking about hard cash. 
those who can generate some level of money can generate some level of financial um, mass, a mass of financial resources. When you can do that, you can bring benefits to other human beings. Okay, you can bring value into people's lives. And Imam Nawawi said this, may Allah be well pleased with him, something along the lines of money is power. We've heard that expression before. So we need to have some kind of plan, some kind of direction that we're heading for our, for our financial health. And that is very closely connected to a career. Okay, so the reason that we go to work, the reason that we uh, go out into the world is to make a contribution. We must always remember that. The reason that we go out to work is not just to earn money it's not just to earn cash okay we go out to make an impact upon the world and to generate some kind of meaningful contribution as an articulation of gratitude to Allah Almighty which means that everything that we do in our career um, is not directed by money it's directed by excellence it's directed by an idea a notion of service to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and of course when we select a career we have to combine a number of different factors we have to think about the direction that we're headed and it's because it's influenced by many different uh, factors such as uh, the, the level of ability that you have in that area can you genuinely bring value into other people's lives by means of doing that uh, task by means of doing that profession is it going to benefit you financially is it going to to meet your needs um, and to fulfill your responsibilities to yourself and to your family do you love it is it does it does it impassion you does it make you joyous does it give you a sense of fulfillment because all of these things are fundamentally important and you will recognize that it's <laughs> for many people their career is like having four different cups of water so you've got like financial benefit you've got meaning you've got skill and ability and you've got contribution and when you move between careers you pour some water out of one into the other etc etc and the levels are always different the levels are changing between different professions to one one is more meaningful but one gives you more financial benefit etc etc and this is a difficult uh, task to negotiate but what i would implore you to do first and foremost is that the human being whose heart is alive who loves what they do day in day out is a great gift to the universe. And secondly, whatever it is that you choose to do, whether it's something that you enjoy and you find meaningful or it's something that you have to do in order to fulfill responsibilities, whatever it is that you do, the greatest gift that you can give us is to do it with excellence and to do it with nobility. And that is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with, the person who gives their all, who strives as hard as they can to bring about the very best out of the circumstances they, that they are in. And if they are given a task, they do it with ihsan, they do it with excellence. So all of these areas are things that we need to consider. What did I mention so far? I said health, I said relationships, and then I said career and finance, both of them mixed together. And so you're thinking to yourself, well, there's no kind of spirituality mentioned here because spirituality is all of that, isn't it? Spirituality is the umbrella. Spirituality is existence, okay? Our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Islamic tradition defines everything. Okay, it defines our health, it defines our relationships, it defines our career and it defines our finance. Okay, it will dictate everything. So if you are close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you realize that your body is an amana, it has been given to you by him, then you're responsible for looking after it. Then you have to make sure that you try to the extent that you can by means of physical activity and eating the right kinds of food, that it's maintained, that it's looked after. Okay, if you realize that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted you the gift of a spouse, of children, of parents, 
parents, etc., then you're going to endeavor to love them and strive to help them to become everything that they can be. Okay, that's your responsibility. Your career and your finance, again, are an extension of your relationship with Allah. If Allah has given you these skills, then you've got to use them in his way. You've got to use them to bring out the best in others and to make the most meaningful contribution that you can. And you also have to fulfill your responsibilities, which include your financial responsibilities. So you have to consider those. That's part of the way of well-being. That's the part of equilibrium and that's part of wholeness. So I want you to engage in an activity now over the next couple of days when you have the time to reflect on all four elements of your life. Look at your physical health, look at your relationships health, look at your career and look at your finance. Okay, look at those areas of your life and start to reflect upon how healthy are you in those areas, first and foremost. And then what can be done to bring about some kind of positive benefit for you over the next few months, over the next few years. And remember, we're playing a long game, especially you youngsters. There's a few young guys and ladies in here. Remember that you're playing a long game. It doesn't all have to be fixed by the age of 25, by the age of 30, by the age of 35 even. You've got a long time ahead of you. So you need to put practices in place which are going to bring you to fruition in the future. Those of us who are a little bit older, much the same. Let's focus on what we can do today, but realize that the consequences of what we do today are not going to be felt for another you know, few months at the very least. Okay, If you decide that you're going to go for a walk around the block today, one lap, Every day for the next six weeks. After six weeks, you're going to feel better, but it's not going to happen after one lap. You understand? So what I want you to do is to be very practical, very pragmatic. Take a pen, take a piece of paper. Okay, sit down in a quiet place and write those four things down. Health, relationships, career and finance. And then think about, reflect on how you feel in those areas and then try to identify targets for yourself that you can implement over the next few months. Okay, and think about finally, think about where you want to be, okay, in each of those areas in one year's time. That's your thought stimulus, your thought experiment. Where do you want to be in one year's time as regards your physical health? And what could you do realistically to get yourself to that point? If it was an ideal world, not a miraculous world, okay, don't say, you know, I haven't been to the gym for 15 years, but in one year's time I'm going to be well maybe you could huh you could run a marathon in a year's time I think that's feasible but anyway not everyone's going to do that let's be realistic what can you genuinely do what could you do in order to bring about an improvement in each of those areas okay and then write those targets down and keep them somewhere keep them in your journal because you're doing that journaling right yeah some of you said you weren't doing it try and do it if you can it's really valuable it's very useful for you okay so I hope that that's stimulated some thought I hope that that has encouraged you to think about these different areas of your life and to recognize that the way of well-being, the path of existence, the tariqah, if you will, is just life. Okay, it's, it's existence. It's how you live. And so in order to achieve wholeness, in order to become holy, we need to balance these different areas of our lives and do our very best to, to make the most of it. Okay, to make the most of our existence and to articulate our gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by means of ihsan in every area to the extent that we are capable. Thank you. Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi ya ayyu alladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik ala Sayyidina Muhammadin abdika wa rasulik an nabiyan ummi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallim ajma'in subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salaman ala mursaleem wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi
rahmatullah. Please make du'a for, for me, first of all, selfish, and for my good lady wife, and for my daughter, and for my son, and for my mother. And I pray that all of you are in the best of states. I hope that everyone's very well, physically healthy, and staying away from this nasty virus. And may Allah lift it from us soon, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. Take care, guys. Goodbye.